Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. I am your host, Oz, as well, as usual, but it's been it's been a couple of months. It's been a couple of months. The last episode I released was on May 10th. Uh, since that time, I've been working on on getting some studio space. So so this this podcast isn't the only podcast that I produce. Um, I actually happen to own a, a podcast network. And uh, we have three podcasts currently on the network that we produce. And, you know, we started doing it six years ago and we, we didn't know where it would go. It, you know, it was just a fun little hobby. But a, as the years have gone on, as we've gotten, you know, better at it and gotten more interested in it, we're like, we need our own space. We need our own space to keep these shows going, keep these, keep keep making them badass, man. Keep, keep making them good. Um, so yeah, so, so last month I, I was really, you know, June of 2019, I was really focusing on, all right, let, let's, let's try to find some space, you know, something cheap, but also that is workable that you can go in and, and record podcasts. Anyway, nobody cares about any of that. You're here to listen about the sounds of the earthquakes. <laughs> anyway, that's my life story. You're not here to listen to my goddamn life story. Um, but anyway, I do apologize for the month, month and a half uh, delay between episodes. Uh, again, I, I was out there trying to find some studio space. So hopefully this sounds better. Um, I, I, I don't think previously, I don't, I don't think it sound, sounded that bad. But again, I, hopefully the, the studio space and as we build it, I mean, it's essentially an empty office right now. I'm looking around and I'm looking at just blank walls, uh, mostly empty bookshelves. We, still, we got some of our books up there, uh, but yeah, over the next month or so, we're, we'll really build this into something really nice. Um, but yeah, like I said, anyway, that's that. Apologies for not being here for a month and a half. I'm back. I have my own space. I could just come whenever I want, just hit record, boom, boom, boom. Um, and actually, along those lines, uh, big shout out to Quincy Ameriqua. Uh, Quincy is is a big reason why this space is here, wh why this exists. Um, if, if any of you that have been following the podcast for a while know that you know, I've, I've had Quincy on the show in the past and I we've been working on some stuff. We're try, trying to get some stuff going, uh, schedules, trades, internet, everything. A lot of things get in the way. Things don't happen, um, but, but really... I really do want to take the, this opportunity to, to really thank Quincy Ameriqua, um for for essentially taking a risk on me. You know, uh, when I reached out to him to be on the show, he he didn't have to say yes. This isn't the biggest soccer podcast in the world. There's not even the biggest soccer podcast in Northern California. It's not even close to it. Um, but he was gracious enough to come on the show, sit down with me, gave me full, full attention and, and, you know, it, it it really motivated me to keep going. It, it really helped, you know, in, in talking with him. And Quincy is, is a is a really amazing person. He 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 is at 100% every single time in everything he does. And he absolutely demands that of the people around him as well. So, it, again, working with Quincy makes you better because he expects you to be at his level. He doesn't care that that you didn't you you know you haven't gone through life like how how he has. If you're working with him, if he says you're up, 
he expects you to be at his level and he, he expects that because he believes that. So, um, and again, I really felt a lot of that and in working with, with Quincy, it just really kept me motivated, kept, kept me going and, and it got me into the space here now. Uh, but anyway, get that out of the way. First five minutes. Thank you to, to everybody. So it's really nice to we worked really hard to get this space and we have our own space now. And again, I walked into here eight minutes ago, I'm five minutes into my show recording. It's lovely. So hopefully from here on out, we can give you this show much more regularly. It's sounding better. Whatever, man, let me know. Let me know. I, I, I don't, I definitely, my personality, I'll just talk whatever the fuck I want, whenever I want, just about anything. But if, if there's something that you're definitely curious about, especially San Jose Earthquakes, let's be real, this is San Jose Earthquakes podcast. So if there's anything there that really matters to you, that, that you really care about or you've been wondering about, fucking reach out to me, dude. At Baldini10, uh, at Baldini10 on Twitter, uh, FWH podcast on Instagram. You could also find me at Centerline Soccer. I am the the content editor at centerlinesoccer.com, the, the San Jose Earthquakes blog uh, for SB Nation. That's a mouthful. Anyway, centerlinesoccer.com. You can see all my stuff there. Previews, breakdowns, pictures of dumpster fires. They're all there, baby. They're all there. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, actually shout out to that. Shout out to Centerline Soccer. Uh, that's again the the blog I run there for SB Nation. We cover we cover San Jose Earthquakes. And yeah, we're, we're putting stuff out every week. Every week there's there's stuff going up out there. And we, we'd love you to come along and read along. And again, leave some comments, baby. Leave some comments. It's all about conversation. It's all about conversation. Uh, nobody's really talking about this league really uh, nationally or internationally. You know, the people that like soccer are kind of curious about it. But for the most part, nobody really talks about it. So let's us talk about it. Let's let's start a conversation between ourselves. So I, I welcome all of you to, to either respond to these episodes you know when they come out on twitter or whatever or again th these episodes are available wherever podcasts are listened to so wherever you listen to your favorite shows by now everybody has a place where they listen to their favorite shows uh look up football without hesitation hit that subscribe button whenever new episodes come out they'll come right to your phone it's all good baby baby you just hit play you get all this you get all this quakes talk all this stuff um but anyway Let's get into that quake stock. Let's get into the because what's well, easy now. Talking about the quakes in March, April. That was, that was tough. That was that was tough. I mean, I, but what are you gonna say? You know, like, hey, we still suck. Cool. Maintain. Uh, then, then okay. So last episode I released was May tenth. May 10th, uh, I believe the Quakes at that point had won three matches, which, hey, that was one less than last season. So already in May, huge improvement over last season, huge improvement. So since that time, the Quakes have gone 6-2-2, two, and two, baby. They played 10 matches. They've won six of them. They've won six of them. That's what, 18 plus two is 20 points. They've taken 20 points out of 10 matches, two points per game since May 10th. And they're, they're now sitting in fifth place in the Western conference. And then this was the Western conference. I mean, 
Yeah, it always it, it seems to fluctuate. You know, after several seasons, the Eastern or Western Conference is tougher, but it, it's pretty evident that the Western Conference right now is the t- is the tougher conference, and the San Jose Earthquakes are currently sitting in fifth place on that. And it's it's crazy. Uh, so. And the, the the crazy thing is that they did this in a June. So they were they were playing without Nick Lima, without Jackson Ewell for a bit, without Anibal Godoy, without Harold Cummings. They 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 did all this, and again, well, Lima, Godoy, Cummings, dude, those are three everyday starters. Those are three everyday starters. Ewell should be an everyday starter. That dude's coming along nicely, but those those four. I mean, even those three that are everyday starters already is they all were gone. They all were gone. Uh, actually, and Godoy is still gone. Godoy never really played in the Gold Cup. He he was diagnosed with some sort of uh, abdominal injury. That, according to, to one tweet I read about in some Panamanian uh, newspaper, according to Godoy, he had been dealing with this for months. He, apparently he had been dealing with it since the start of the, of the MLS season. So uh, whether he kept that injury from the team or whether the team was not able to diagnose it, I, I don't know, but he he's out. He He's out now to at least August. Um, and whatever, I mean, this is not an indictment on, on the, the physios or, or the medical staff of the San Jose earthquakes, but it's just kind of weird what when when an athlete says, "Oh yeah, I've been I've been dealing with this nagging injury for months, and now it's keeping me out for months." Um, you really have to wonder, you know, did he keep that injury from the team, or did the team not not see it? Uh, both both are big red flags. <laughs> both both are big issues. Um, uh, athletes are always always going to want to do whatever they need to to play. They don't give a fuck. Uh, we all, you know, Ronnie Lott cut a finger off, come back in the game. Like athletes want to play. They don't care about injuries. They don't care about their physical well-being. They want to play. They want to contribute to their team. Um, but th- that's where the the physios and the medical staff, it's their job to be to be on top of this and to make sure that that the team, that the players, you know, aren't, aren't doing something to hurt themselves. Um, but anyway, anyway, what I'm trying to get at, this is not, again, not some sort of indictment on Guadoy or the medical staff. But missing these four players and the Quakes, the Quakes seem to have fucking gotten stronger. I'm not saying that, that all of a sudden Guadoy, Gumin's, you know, and Lima don't, don't have a spot on the team. Like, oh, they do. But but now you know that that if you need nineteen year old Marcos Lopez to come up, he can contribute. You know, if if you need whoever, it, this is this is one of these next man up kind kind of squads, and and it really makes it very hard to predict because they're they're playing. Mo- I mean, I don't know about mostly, but but a lot of what they're playing is is emotion. And and how do you, that's like an intangible, you know, how do you, what percentage of the performance is going to be based on the emotion level? And all of a sudden you, you got you the teams winning, you got the city behind you, you got this international coach with this pedigree of, of, you know, changing teams directions behind you. There's, you know, that. Players are are coming in 
not to try to fill some desperation rule. You know, we didn't Vaco, you know, we didn't sign a Vaco type person just to say, hey, look, we signed a player for one and a half million dollars. And again, that is not trying to belittle a Vaco or anything. Obviously, he's playing at an amazing, amazing pace right now. But uh, but again, the, the Quakes are not the Quakes for an office, at least is not having to sign these players just to tr- to make the supporters happy or to show them that, oh, we are trying something, you know, no more innocence, none of that, you know. You bring in some solid, again, I, I, I keep, well, I guess Nicoladero is, is, he wasn't the cheapest player, but I, I keep going back to the, in MLS, you don't need a Messi, you don't need a Neymar, you don't, you don't need this giant name to come in and change your your fortunes i mean whether it's the fact that it's still not the strongest league in the world or maybe this is has some of the better parity you know anybody can win an mls in every week uh whatever the case is in, in mls you don't need an eight million dollar a year player to come in and change everything about your your squad you can you can sign a solid solid player Seven hundred thousand dollars, you know, which which around the world is a damn bargain for a soccer player. But that seven hundred thousand dollar player can come in and have an automatic impact on an MLS team. And and again, and going with the the Quakes in the first month of the season looked absolutely lost. Worst team historically, one of the worst teams historically in MLS history. That first month. And then since then, they're one of the best, you know. So MLS, the fortunes could change that quickly. You know, that's how fluid it is in this league. And and it, yeah, so so it's it's amazing. You know, you see again. I guess I'm just thinking of Carlos Fierro. You know, Carlos Fierro, not not a huge name signing, not not even the most exciting player. I mean, he he's a pretty middle of the road player, even where he's from, you know, even down in Mexico. And um, but you don't need, you don't need some some superstar, you know. That might be enough for the for the Quakes to push that. You know, I I don't know, but anyway, like it just it just makes me think. Well, how good is this team? How good is this team really, you know? Anyone out there listening? Like, I, shit, I, I've been I, I've been going to most home games and watching pretty much every away game since 2013. I've watched a lot of San Jose Earthquake soccer. And I don't know. They were never predictable. That's the one thing, you know, Goonie time and all that. I mean, back the unpredictability back in the last several seasons wasn't a good thing. It, it was, they were unpredictable because I don't think the, you know, star a or whoever really had a plan a lot of the time. And, you know, you hear some of the chatter from the players and, and you see their attitude on the pitch last season compared to this season. And, and something was, something was very wrong. Something was very wrong. So so it's really, it's difficult to say how good they are because you didn't even know how bad they really were because it was so discombobulated. 
So, um, but again, I, earlier in the season, I mean, immediately, again, that, that first month was whack. That first month was terrible. Um, but like I said, I, I've been, I've been watching this team very, very, very closely since 2013. And I'm telling you that first month, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't going on. It wasn't going our way. It was definitely not going the Quakes way at all, but being there at the game, seeing the team, seeing what they were trying to do. Uh, again, last season, seasons previous, you didn't know what they were trying to do. You, you knew in the last 10 minutes, they were desperately trying to get the draw or a, a win or something or a, just a goal. But, but you know, from minute zero to minute 70, 75, you, you hadn't, you didn't know anything. You had no idea what this team was trying to do. And, um, and, and now you do. Now, now this team does have an identity, but, but even with that, even with that identity, even the first month of the season, I, 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 I kind of had a feeling this, this, yeah, while that was historically bad, I was like, no, there's no way. Matias is too good of a manager. The, the people around hell, fucking Benjamin Galindo is too good of a manager to fucking, to, for this team to, to end up, you know, the end of the season as one of the worst ever. And I know when people were talking about that and it's the quakes, people love to shit on this team. I don't know why, because maybe they were they don't believe they were supposed to be good when they were. But um, e either way, either way, I, I, w I was, I didn't know. I said, this team's going to be better. This team's definitely going to be better. They're definitely going to win more than four matches. Okay. That, luckily, last season, the Quakes set one of the lowest bars ever. Um, so I was like, okay, the, the, the Quakes, they're going to win more than four matches. Okay. You know, that that's pretty obvious. But I, but I was definitely like, don't nobody's talk about the playoffs. Okay, let's relax, dude. Even even if we start sniffing the line at some point, chill, chill out, homie. You know, you don't you don't do that. You don't go from being one of the worst teams ever to then saying, hey, we're a playoff contender because we made these signings and this and the third. And that was my opinion. That's what I was saying. That that was what I was saying. Like, dude, come on. Okay, Quakes fans, relax. I've been following this team a while. They're going to win more than four matches. Stop thinking about the playoffs. Relax that shit. And, and here we are now in middle of July. And it's, it, I'm like, this is going to be... I, I still believe Portland's somehow going to make it. Um, They have... That home schedule is way too heavy. Home field advantage means such a big difference. They got like what four thousand more more people or something out there. That home field advantage just got better, and it was already one of the best home field advantages in MLS. So I I still, I mean, and they're not whether well, they got their five. So Portland right now is currently five points below seventh place Dallas for the final spot. They have. They have three goals, three games in the hand. They got three games in the hand. Fucking Portland's played 18 matches. They played eight. Okay, how they've played two less matches than, than everybody else. The, oh, here we go. Oh, New York City also has 18. 
in the Eastern. Okay, so so Portland has two matches in hand against everybody on the West. More than likely, those two matches are going to be at home because of how the schedule worked out this season. And so, so I, I still see Portland being there. But, you know, RSL, Dallas, Minnesota. Minnesota's up at 33 points, but y'all got to prove it first. Y'all got to prove it. I want to see it. I want to see it. You know, so um, so I, I still definitely believe Portland has a, has a good chance of being in the playoffs, and, and I still believe they will. But that means one of Minnesota, San Jose, RSL, or Dallas is not going to make it in. Um, who so who would it be? Who would it be? Dallas and RSL are, are the the two lowest right now. Dallas, uh, the last four they got two losses or a win, two losses and a draw. RSL, let's see, RSL's got three wins and a loss. So you know Dallas is is definitely leaking oil. Ooh, Dallas is they got one, two, three wins and one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So Dallas has three wins in their last thirteen matches. So um, just looking at those quick numbers, Dallas, you in trouble. You in trouble. They're barely hanging on to that final playoff spot. Uh, Portland has three matches in hand against them. Dallas, it's gonna be tough for you. Sorry, baby. Um. So uh I'm so yeah, so so I don't I don't know. I don't know. I thought this this was not a playoff contending team. All of a sudden this team is a playoff contending team. And I'm you know, where I couldn't see who was gonna miss the playoffs two months ago for the Quakes to make it. Now I I it's 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 gonna be somebody else. It's gotta be somebody else, right? But I mean, I still, I still have my doubts, dude. I still have my doubts of whether this squad has the fitness. Okay, Almeida's system is brutal. I wish, I wish I had a the statistics of how much each team has ran throughout the season. Opta, hook me up, homie. Hook me up. I thought I ain't got fucking 150 grand to drop on your shit. Give me that number, Holmes. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like the Quakes have they they ran a lot. And um I, I guess I, I'm really kind of thinking of more like a a call a football, American uh what gridiron, American football. There's always uh, when college football players who play, I believe, eleven games in a season. Bump, bump up to the NFL who plays 16 games in a season with a, with much better players. You you tend to see those first couple of seasons, uh, players out of college kind of fizzle out that last month of the season. Those last three or four games, they get, they get kind of tough. Um, so anyway, I, I I go back to to the preseason when Anibal Godoy, it was the media day. And Anibal Godoy was like, holy shit, this is the first time we've trained. This is the first time I can remember training in MLS in a matter that reminded me of how we trained in Panama. He's like, this is fun for me. It's difficult. It's tough. 
but it's fun because it's what I'm used to. Um, and so what I think about is the, is the American players or, or the players who grew up in the American style system who, who may not be used to todos corren, todos juegan, you know, everybody runs, everybody plays the quakes run a lot. They get exhausted. Their bodies get beat up. This is a very physical league. Um, so I, that's where I get curious in August, in September, in October, how are the bodies going to react? I, I would like to say uh, we're going to have diminishing returns. But like I've said, for the last three months, the next man up has done the job. And, and, and you can't defend against that. You can't defend somebody that, that's played 300 minutes, you know, over 20 something games. And all of a sudden they come in and, and they're doing, they got assists and then they're dribbling past people and all that. You just can't defend it. You can't, you can't, you, you, you can't practice for that. How, how do you do that? So, so again, I, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm done trying to fucking make predictions. I'm just, I'm just like y'all dude. I, I bought the ticket. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy the fucking ride. Cause it's been a great ride so far. And, and again, in these last six years, I mean, 2015, I think it was 2015 or 2016 when they made the playoffs and got blown out. But um, other than that, it, it's been pretty dismal up here in San Jose. It, it, it's been pretty dismal. And I mean, shit, dude, <laughs> it's, you got to bring this up. Right, you you gotta bring this up. Okay, so I, I'm loving, loving the quakes. I'm loving the turnaround or anything. But if, if I were to be honest, there 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 could be a way where the quakes only win two matches in a year, and I would kind of be okay with it. And that's if those two matches they beat fucking Galaxy, they win the Cali Clasico. Even if those are only two matches they win of the year. It really gives you something because you beat the shit out of L.A., you know, and fuck them. So uh, in this year, they're 2-0 already against L.A. They beat them both games. Classico at Stanford, 3 to nothing. We all were, were there. Y'all remember that shit. Uh, Galaxy apparently played the better match. Unfortunately, the Quakes got the better bounces, three of them, <laughs> and Galaxy got none. So even though, according to Slatan and Celoto, um, Galaxy played the better match, unfortunately for them, the wind was blowing the wrong way or some shit, and three goals went in and none went in for them. So obviously, they had a chance to redeem themselves on the 12th. You're in second place in the West. You're, oh, you're third now. <laughs> You know, and you're you're trying to prove that you know you you got Slatan, one of the best players in French league history, and and then you want to show that hey, what the f this other LAFC squad that just came out a couple of years ago? Well, we're the fucking originals. We got all the titles, we got the fucking legends, and. We just got our ass beat by, by our rival and where we thought we played better than them. Let's show them. Let's show them that we are the, that this is still, the classical still belongs 
to Los Angeles. And well, they came out swinging on that second one. Once nothing, second minute, looked like everything was going to go back into the world. Then the Quakes just fucking started punching them in the face. The Quakes just started punching Gal. Like, it, it was like one of them cartoon things where like the giant dude grabs the little scrawny guy and just like, he has like, has him up against the wall and he's just punching him, you know? Boom. And the guy can't do anything about it. He's just bleeding, getting more bruised. But um, uh, to the galaxy's credit, they were kind of standing there for a while and just absorbing the punches. You know, for one hour, they were just getting punched in the face. And we we're like, thank you, sir. May I have another? And the Quakes kept punching and kept punching and galaxy kept fucking absorbing it. But then just like a just like a sponge or, or like the, the the dirt when it rains, you know, it doesn't rain a lot here in California, but eventually it rains enough that shit just floods the, the ground. Just like, I can't anymore. Well, Bigum couldn't anymore. Bigum absorbed like 30 something shots or some shit. It was like, I think the, the second most shots all time in MLS history. Um, and yeah, and eventually the dam broke. You know, eventually the dam broke and... And the the quakes made three more holes in that dam to fucking send the water flooding down the valley, winning Cali Clasico this season. Well, again, I don't know. We might see each other in the playoffs. You know, might see in the playoffs. You you got another chance at revenge. But guess who? What doesn't want to see the quakes in the playoffs? I don't know. You know, for sure not Bingham. I don't know about the rest of that Galaxy squad, but shit, You're gonna have. Wando yelling in your fucking face and if he ever fucking scores. You're going to have Espinosa, Thompson, Yule, Vaco, everybody just fucking taking shots at you. I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, coming up, let's let's wrap this up with what the uh, Quakes, what we got coming on Saturday. So the Quakes have Vancouver Whitecaps coming up on Saturday. Vancouver, if you are not familiar, is... Uh, I guess what the San Jose Earthquakes have been this last couple years, they are a dumpster fire. And I'm not even saying that to talk shit. There's no no reason. I, I guess the the Whitecaps, that's part of that Cascadia, whatever, 74 thing. I, I don't really care about that stuff, you know. Um, but they suck. They suck. They're going to do it through a shitty, shitty, I, I think, uh, uh I mean, you, you can see my breakdown on centerline soccer. Watch that. I got to sell that shit, baby. Got to sell that. But uh, I did a breakdown of Vancouver Whitecaps, and I, I they've given up like 15 goals in the last four matches and only scored one or two or some shit like that. It's it's bad. It's bad. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, this can be one of these old, these old trappy trappies. Quakes feeling good about themselves, you know. We got the moves. We could bring anybody in. Next man up. Winning, baby. Winning. So, so then, um, all right. I, I know Matias is going to tamp that down. I, I, Matias is going to be like, full relax. We're not good. And he said uh, essentially kind of word for word of that uh, this last week. He's going to make sure he's talking to his players and said, hey, Nobody got a big head. We ain't done shit yet, you know? 
We're, we're dude, they got Vancouver and Colorado coming up 11 and 12 in the Western conference, dude. You got Vancouver away, Colorado at home. It's a Saturday and a Wednesday is a quick back to back. Um, those are, those are bad teams. Those are bad teams. And if you can find a way you get those six points, dude, now you're really, in, now you're really, really turning some heads. Now you're really putting yourself in position. Um, you know, playoffs are, look much more, much more likely. Um, but, but here's my thing. The Quake, I, I, I think the Quakes playing a team that is struggling, a team that, that doesn't want to come out and fight is actually the worst opponent for the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, the, the, the San Jose Earthquakes, they, they've now realized that, is that what they want to do is they want to get in, into a slugfest. And, that, that, and it, it, it amazes me how many teams go for it. Why are you fucking doing this? I know the managers aren't saying, hey, if if they start fucking trying to do little back heels and fancy dribbles, you do it along with them. I, I have a hard time believing any manager in MLS is, is telling their players to do that. Maybe they are. I, I don't know. But it, it blows my mind. I, I, I see some teams, they, they try to play the quake style of ball, and it's like, yo, you didn't practice that. I know you didn't practice that. And sometimes it works and it looks beautiful. A lot of the times it comes out looking silly, and it gives opportunities for the quakes. So I'm like, man, if you come out and, and you try to have a slugfest with the quakes, you're, you're going to, it's not, it's, it's not going to end good. Unless you're an LAFC or, or or something that 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 can punch right back, it's it's gonna be a hard time. So this is where I'm concerned about the Vancouver one. You know what was Eli Adnan didn't play on Wednesday. He's Vancouver's best player, and he's their he's their best defender. He should be back on Saturday. Freddie Montero. Um, I think he came on maybe half an hour today. He's their their best offensive threat. So their their best offensive threat and their best defensive player are going to be available on Saturday. And they're slightly rested. Vancouver is going to be their fourth match in like 10 days or something. So they've been playing a lot, but they're, they're two of their best players are going to be pretty decently rested. Um, that being said, the way, the way Vancouver's going, I don't expect them to come out and try to go toe-to-toe with the Quakes. They they love, you know, Dos Santos loves the 4-3-3 at home. They're not doing, there's no offense there to speak of. The Quakes come in red hot on offense. So I, I would fully expect Dos Santos and Vancouver Whitecaps to just sit on their own end and tell the Quakes, find the holes. <laughs> Find the fucking holes. If you can find them, go ahead. Try to beat our our keeper. Um, and, and again, and then the reason why it makes me think of the Houston. And again, that this is all I'm, I'm going to write about this. So so this will you know be in my articles as well. But Houston, Houston did this. Houston came in just off of one of these kind of brutal two week stretches that MLS teams seem to go by, where they play you know, four matches in 10, 11 games or four matches in 10, 11 days. And um, again, uh, San Jose played Houston in late June. I think, I believe it was June 26th. 
in one of these two-week stretches for Houston, and Houston came out in the first 20 minutes, just said, nah, no, we can't. We can't. I, I, I think uh, Albert Ellis was either injured or just coming off an injury or anything, so they, they didn't have the offensive capability. They were tired, so they said, nope. You're gonna we're gonna stand, you know, we're gonna stand on our own end. You're gonna have to find some gaps. And if you can, congratulations. And then we'll go to toe-to-toe. And and it worked for 20, you know, 20 something minutes. Then Vaco did that crazy little flick. Crazy flick. You know, Espinoza, Erickson, Vaco, crazy flick. You look at the shots. I'm telling you. Go look at the shots. Look at the shots for the Quakes, the first half versus the second half. First half. You know, again, well, half of the first half, Houston said, fuck it, try it, bring it. And the Quakes were discombobulated. They couldn't find a way through to get close enough to get shots. Uh, After that first goal, Houston was still, you know, in their stick. They're two points out of the playoff. So at this point, they were right in the thick of the playoff thing. So, So they couldn't just give up points. So then they had to fight. They had to try to, you know, to score that goal. And here you go, the quick score again. Quick score again, keep them off the board. Uh, but those first 20 minutes, I think, were very telling of how you play the Quakes. You know, and um, I think a, a tired Vancouver team with, with their best offensive and defensive player kind of rested. A little bit scary. A little bit scary. Not going to lie, dude. Not going to lie. But we'll see how it happens at this point. If the Quakes went eight, eight nothing, six nothing, five nothing, something like that, MLS take notice. This this is a playoff contending team, and as much as people say, "Oh yeah, the, the MLS Cup, this and that," and I'm right there with you as well. But I, I was right out, you know, four months ago, I was saying this is not even a playoff team. At this point, why would you want? Why would you want to play the Quakes? Why? Doesn't make any sense. In the playoffs, is one game and go home. And again, at this point, I, I think those kind of games they benefit this crazy ass team. These 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 fucking dudes love to live on the. It's, it's the quakes, you know. There's still some of that echoes of Goonie time here. And and now they're actually good. But. We'll see. We'll see on Saturday, baby. And then we got a real quick turnaround Wednesday back out of Vaya uh, against Colorado. I'll probably do this episode maybe the day after. So, you know, next week when I come back, I'll talk about Vancouver and Colorado. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, thanks again for listening. Football without hesitation. You could find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to music. We're there, baby. Just look up football without hesitation. You'll see me right there in front of who was I think it's Nick Romando in the background. I'm chugging. I'm chugging some apple juice. Okay. I don't know if I could say what I really was drinking, but I'm chugging some apple juice in the picture. Um, again, FWH podcast, football without hesitation. FWH podcast on Instagram at Baldini10 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Catch y'all next week. Peace out.